0: Hello and welcome to the Robert Lane Creative Careers podcast, the podcast about creativity and making a living in the arts. This episode of the podcast features a conversation with singer-songwriter Bitty Booker. It would be fantastic if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast, as doing that helps more people to discover it. It's also very useful when I'm talking to potential new guests, as it shows that people are listening. Thank you. I have a new album out. It's called Homeworking and is available now on Bandcamp to stream, download and buy physical copies. It will be available everywhere else on the 5th of November. It would be amazing if you could take a look at the album and consider buying it, as all sales help me to make more. All the details, as well as information about other projects that I'm working on, can be found on my website, robertlaymusic.co.uk and you can find me all over social media as Robert Lane Music. Here's a bit of the title track from the album. <music> Working on us, working on me We can't know what will happen next But right here and now, I am content Who can say where we're going There's a beauty here in unknown Working on us, working on me Working on us,
1: working on me
0: Here's my conversation with Bitty Booker Hi Bitty, how are you?
2: I'm well, thank you. How are you, Robert?
0: Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, whereabouts are you? You're in London, I think. Where Where are you situated at the moment?
2: South London, southeast to be precise. So I live between Herne Hill and Brixton.
0: Oh, cool. And how long have you been there for?
2: Well, I lived in South London um, with a few one-year um, breaks in Australia, I would say about 10 years.
0: Oh, awesome. So, that's, that's interesting. And, and originally, of course, remind us where you're from to begin with.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm half Italian, half Australian. I grew up in Italy, so I went to primary school um, in Italy. And then um, I lived in Australia as well. Uh, but um, I would say I am mainly Italian, uh, but I grew up in a multicultural family. So oh. my dad is from Australia, Sydney, and my mom is Italian.
0: Cool. And whereabouts in Italy is your mum from, just out of interest?
2: Um, Umbria. Ah. So it's in the middle of Italy in the countryside. So my parents live there at the moment.
0: Great. And was it a musical family? Was there music going on at home as you were growing up?
2: Well, my parents love music, uh, but they're actually um, visual artists. So my father is a sculptor, and um, an artist. He makes drawings and sculptures with marble and wood. And that's why he moved to Italy when he was younger, because in uh, in Tuscany there is a, a big cave for the Mabu of Carrara. It's quite famous. And that's why he moved there when he was younger. Um, and I was born in Carrara, actually, because both my parents were there studying art and making art.
0: Oh, awesome. So, yes, in a very sort of creative and artistic family then. Oh, yes. And that side of art is something that you you're interested in as well, isn't it? Like you, I think believe you do the the artwork and the illustrations for a lot of your cover art and that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, correct. I, I love mixing my um, illustrations with my music. It's something that makes me very happy. So I've illu- I've started illustrating my songs, um, and I've illustrated two so far: the Mouse Song and Pirates in London. And I've made some uh, little booklets that I sell at my gigs.
0: Awesome. So when you're creating a song then, um, is there a part of your head that's sort of thinking about how that might be an image or a picture or a drawing? And likewise, if you're drawing, are you thinking like, this could be a song? Does a story present itself in the right format? Or is it sometimes hard to know the best way to to present something?
2: Um, Yes, I think every time I write a song, I think about the visual aspect I am a very visual person so I'm all about creating images in my head and then translating that into words Um, but yeah on the opposite I also uh, like to think of a song uh, in pictures so at the moment I'm actually uh, illustrating a new song Mm -hmm. Um, and but that came about I wrote the song first uh, and then now I'm illustrating it um so yeah i guess it works both ways
0: and are there some stories that or you know when i say story i mean that the the theme behind a song or whatever are there some that work better as songs or some that were better as drawings or or can you tell a story in any way if you if you feel like it
2: yeah i think in any way i think i could illustrate all of my songs but that would take a long time so okay. i can't obviously illustrate all of them but um there is a lot of potential, you know. I just I just love it. I love illustrating songs and I like to see the words next to the images.
0: Great. And tell me about songwriting then. When did you start to do that? Is that, you know, when did you first write your first song and, and how soon did it yeah. become a big part of your identity?
2: Yeah, so... I think well, I I've started singing at school. There was a lot of um, musical theater in Italy where I grew up, so I was the kid always singing in the plays, you know, with you know in the spotlight singing uh-huh. or playing whatever. Um, and then I, I joined some choirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when I was 13, I joined my first kind of band um, and was a metal band. So I played in metal bands until I was about 19, 20, um, kind of, you know, heavy metal, death metal. Um, I was in an old female band in Rome and doing a lot of gigs. I was very involved in the underground music scene in the metal world there in Italy. Uh, but then at the same time, I was also writing my own songs, uh, but was, um, it was more like I was writing songs for my own. I wasn't really performing them because uh, when I was a teenager, I wanted to rock and, you know, I was having a lot of fun playing gigs with my friends in these bands. But then when I got to about 19, 20, I was like, oh, no, but I, I like I like folk music. I like that quiet, intimate stuff and that's what I want to do so I've decided to start uh, performing my songs live Um, and um, yeah that was about 10 years ago so I've been doing um, folky stuff for about 10 years but I don't know I can't remember the first time I wrote a song it's always been in me music I guess
0: were you writing songs for the metal band then so you're writing songs in a metal genre
2: no, in the metal, I was adding uh, the lyrics and the metrics, the vocals, that kind of stuff, but I wasn't the songwriter in the mm. band. I was the singer. Mm. Um, so I was yeah, writing lyrics and adding the melodies um, of the voice, but there weren't much melodies because I was mainly screaming.
0: That <laughs> oh, was great, but it's still a very lyrical uh, genre. Oh,
2: yeah, definitely. And also that kind of you know, darkness and doom and that kind of that stayed in me. Like I still listen to it. Um and I I, I like it. Um but yeah, I, I prefer what I do now. Mm. feel much more myself and, you know, complete. But I guess it's all about a path and the experiences that you do that lead to where you are. So that's all fine. Mm.
0: Did the move to London coincide with a change to a sort of more folky thing then?
2: No, I actually moved back to Australia first.
0: Yeah.
2: So I was like, okay, I had enough. I don't I finished um a bachelor degree in Italy. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to play in these bands anymore. Um, so I told the bands and they weren't very happy about uh-huh. it. <laughs> and then I moved to Brisbane in Australia and I've started uh, studying at the Con- Conservatorium of Music there
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then I just didn't like it um I dropped it <laughs> and then I started performing in bars and folk clubs and small venues in Brisbane uh, so that coincides with my change of you know from metal to more folky stuff um and then I moved to um, the uk mainly because i thought australia was too far from my family
0: Mm.
2: in italy and also because of the music scene here
0: well that's an interesting thing we'll come back to that then but i was just wondering what was it about that course that you were doing that you didn't like the conservatoire thing that what wasn't working for you with that
2: yeah because um i think it was a kind of popular music course
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um and I don't know, I felt like they wanted to teach me how to be a musician um, playing kind of popular music or whatever. And I just felt like it's not something you can teach. Um, and having been involved in underground music scene for years and years, I thought, oh, I'm not sure if this is right. And um, the people were lovely. Um Yeah, fun to be around, but I I just felt like I was wasting my time. (laughs) I thought I I would rather just play gigs and just write songs and do my thing. Um, um, But yeah, it was was interesting to see. Um, But yeah, I thought it wasn't for me. So I just went back to do another degree, um, much more kind of arts um, degree. So I've studied anthropology and then museum studies and ethnomusicology.
0: Okay, fascinating. It's always interesting to talk to people who've done something that's um, degree-wise or studying-wise slightly different to what they're doing as their, their practice and how those things yeah. inform each other. Because I think yeah. everyone, obviously, but particularly creative people, have such a, a wide range of influences and interests, and they all inform each other, don't they? Do you find that so you're interesting? I think you mentioned anthropology and, and all the other things and, and the artwork that you do. Do they all inform each other and live quite happily together or is it a separate part of your head that has to be focused on any of them at one time?
2: Oh, no, yeah, definitely, as you say, they work uh, together. Um, I never think think of uh, things in compartments. Um, Everything is together for me. And also because um, um, I also have a day job in a museum, So thanks to those uh, degrees, I was able to find a job that I like and works well with my music career and uh, provides me with a stable income to do what I like in the way I like. So, um, yeah, it was important for me to do (laughs) those degrees and perhaps not to do the popular music so I could uh, focus and do the things I like in the way I like
0: yeah that's a really important point you know it comes up a lot on this when i 'm talking to people that so much of being a creative actually if you want to get your stuff out there it ends up just being expensive, just whether it's studio time for a musician producing c d s even any of that stuff going to auditions if you 're an actor, all of this stuff has a cost to it, and yeah. in the ideal world well it's not an ideal world, but for a lot of people are thinking they want to just be doing their their practice and their art without an income that's gonna be very difficult. So yeah, the job outside is 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 very useful. Of course it comes with its own problems because if you want to go off on tour or if you wanna you know, if an opportunity comes up, how easy is it to, to sort of just say to the day job, Oh, I can't be here I guess it's it's you have to just work all your schedule around each other in that case.
2: Yeah. Well it's all about balance. Like for me, I thought about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, don't think that I would be able to just do music or just do my illustration. That doesn't work for me. Um, I like to do a bit of everything uh, in its own time. So on Fridays, that's my day off. I usually do music, so I record. That's my recording day. Um, On on Saturday, I usually do my illustrations and a bit of music in the afternoon. And then if I have gigs, I play gigs um, over the weekend too. And then I work Monday to um, Thursday uh, in a museum in London. Um, So it's nine to five. I really like it. I like the people that work there. They come to my gigs. They're very supportive Uh, of what I do. Um, And yeah, I just like to be involved in something that is not music all the time, because I find that uh, being a solo musician um, can be a bit lonely at times. So I actually like the fact that I have a job, that I get to talk to people um, and I am not closed in my own artsy world all the time because that can be a bit overwhelming. Um, So I, I like doing both.
0: Hmm. Tell me a little bit about the museum job. Then, what is the actual? What is your job? What do you do?
2: Yeah, so I'm the ticketing and bookings officer um, in a museum in London. Um, so I books all the. I book all the. It's funny because my surname is Booker, <laughs>
1: and
2: ended up uh, being a bookings <laughs> officer. <laughs> So uh, that's fun also. But I book all the schools that come to the museum or the um, kind of tours. I manage the spaces within the museums, you know, help out with um, finding the right space for events. So it's kind of operational is very hands on and is quite cool because you feel like you're doing a lot of different things. And then before that, I was working as a, a music events assistant in another museum, and that was great too. Um, I just I love I love working in museums because mm-hmm. you see so many interesting objects, hear a lot of different stories. I get ad- ideas for songs, meet nice people. And most of the time they are uh, beautiful spaces.
0: Mm. Great. So when you say then that you, you save a particular day in the week when you're mainly focusing on your music stuff, is that for writing or is that for the admin side of, of you know, you're booking, your shows um, and all that or both?
2: Yeah, a bit of both. I usually don't do much admin. Um, I just, like, if I get some emails, I reply. Um, Or sometimes I spend time looking for venues where I could potentially play. Um, But I'm I'm not a very admin kind of person. I I just try my best. But I guess I'm not very good at admin. Um, I I spend the most time, um, yeah, songwriting and practicing mm-hmm. um, my songs for my upcoming gigs um, and then recording because I record at home. Um, so that that takes a lot of my time and then doing a bit of illustrations too.
0: Great. Tell me a bit about recording at home then because that's something I've got a lot more into. I've always done demos and stuff at home, but my last album, which is the current one that's just come out now, almost all of it I've done at home and I never thought I would, I would do that really. A lot of the... St- where I've spent the money is going into other people's studios and stuff. Um, and that's been a great revelation for me to be able to do that because I think it informs songwriting as much as anything else. It's a really important part of doing the thing. So what's been what's been your journey with that? Have you always recorded and and how has um, that changed?
2: Well, um, at the beginning, I didn't like recording at all. Um, I thought it was awful and I thought, Oh, I just want to play live. I just, I don't like recording. I hate the sound of my songs when they are recorded. Like I went through that period where everything was awful. Oh no, I'm just playing live. That's it. And uh, during that time, I also went to studios. You know, I I experimented quite a bit. And as you say, yeah, I spent money in studios and maybe I didn't like the outcome that much. It's all a learning curve um but now I found a setup that I really love and I realized that I need to record on my own to be happy with what I do and I need my time and unfortunately there are so many good sound engineers and you know they're amazing at what they do but I prefer what I do on my own <laughs> to me it sounds better so I have um um, tape, uh, Tascam tape recording machine now.
0: Awesome.
2: So it's, um, it's not good for your podcast uh, <laughs> to show you that. <laughs> <laughs> so I want, but I yeah, see, and um, it's, it's really good. And I use cassettes, and then I have all my gear. Um, and I press play, rec, stop, and I (laughs) do the tape again, and then I listen to it, and then I usually transport the recording on tape to digital, and then I do the mixing Mm. on my own, and that works, and um, that's how I recorded my latest EP.
0: Awesome. So using the tape then, is that a... um... Is that just because that's what you're comfortable with and what you're used to, or is it actually a decision to do with, with sound and method?
2: Yeah, I like I like the sound more. Um I I am all about that warm tape sound and the hiss of the tape. Um I like I like playing live, recording live the same way I play it live. Mm-hmm. That's something I love. And yes, it uh, has to do with the sound. Uh, but it was it was difficult also to learn how to record properly on the tape machine because it sounds easy. Yeah, you just stick the cassette there, press the rec. But no, you, you have to get the levels right. Uh, even when I record with one microphone, um, sometimes it doesn't sound very good. Mm-hmm. So I need to adjust the position and this and that and then the levels and everything. And then when I get it right and it sounds right, it's good. Um, but yeah, definitely has to do with the sound is a choice.
0: Mm. And then when you're putting that stuff forward for people to listen to and to play, then have you ever encountered, um, you know, the idea that people are saying like, oh, it doesn't sound hi-fi enough, or it doesn't compete with. Oh, no. And so, and so,
2: and so. no one said that so far, but uh, if they do, it doesn't matter because everyone has a different perception and um, everyone likes things in a different way so mm. obviously I cannot cater f- for everyone but um, I got the opposite so far actually people really loved that kind of lo-fi sound uh, in my new EP and that makes me happy the fact that my work is appreciated and now this setup makes me happy and other people appreciate that so it's good
0: Excellent. I think that's a really important thing. Like You've done it the way that you want it to sound and the way it wants to be. So if other people like it, it's great. But if there's... It doesn't matter. (laughs) And that was sort of the encouragement for me doing stuff more at home as well. I've loved the stuff I've done in other people's studios. And um, potentially this stuff, you could listen to it and be like, oh, well, you know, it's... Basically, with this album, I've put two tunes on that were older ones because they just didn't have a home yet. So so it's like I'd kind of wondered whether... They would all sit together with the stuff I'd done here. And so far, they seem to have. But then it's actually, well, it kind of doesn't matter again, does it? Because a lot of the stuff I listen to is quite lo fi, or artists I like have experimented with an album that's a bit less shiny, and a bit less polished yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of. And I actually think that a lot of music fans don't care about that stuff, maybe as much as we do as creators, or they just accept that's the vision of the artist, therefore great i'll go along with it
2: the main uh, thing is uh, being happy with what you do with what we do and then if you are happy with the song you recorded then that shines through and Mm. that comes to the people who listen and if you're not completely sure um they can perceive that Mm. i think Mm. so the main thing is doing things in the way that makes you happy doesn't matter other people do or what what you're supposed to do um yeah sounds easy when you when I say it
0: (laughs) well I was gonna say have you has that always been your attitude or have you had those moments where you have tried to do what you're supposed to do or what other people
2: no I just I can't I can't do that (laughs) I honestly no I just do what I like um yeah because otherwise I'm not happy and if I'm not happy. Then I don't create the way I want to create. Mm-hmm. I don't like what I do. Um, so there is no point really. Mm. So I'm all about doing the things in the way I want to do it mm. and as a matter about anything else.
0: Great. I'm interested then because obviously, um, gigging in Italy and Australia and the UK. And then I know that you'll go out and play. Was it, um, where were you recently? I saw, was it Sweden that you do? doing? Uh, yeah.
2: I went to play, um, two gigs in in Sweden for a weekend was, was really nice. It was my first time playing there. Yeah. Really lovely small venues. And I always wanted to go there. Mm -hmm. um, Many people um, ask me if I'm from Sweden Mm -hmm. um, because apparently I have a kind of strange accent, so they can not, they can't tell. And so I, I, I wanted to go there to check it out. Um, And it's really beautiful. So um, I, I'd love to go there to play again. Mm. So I travel a bit, um, but well, everything would come um, one step at a time, one gig at a time, one song at a time
0: that's it <laughs> oh cool well I, that's gonna i try to remember another question that's just made me think of but what i was gonna say about the playing in different places is <clears throat> how different audiences now i suppose obviously there's a bit of a thing there because if you were playing metal shows back in italy that's going to be a different audience anyway but i don't know if you've done the folky stuff in italy as well how
2: yeah yeah
0: how different are audiences and the circuit like what what are the differences and the pros and cons in the different places you played
2: um I so my favorite audience, I, I thought about this and it's here in the UK I'm like I I like the interac- interaction that I get with the audience here. Um so yeah, I that's why this is my favorite place and I want to live here and I just I love playing gigs here. Um uh, but also in Sweden was very nice. Um Uh, They were a bit colder, I have to say, maybe because the weather is colder. Mm. Um, uh, In Italy, um, yeah, in Italy also they're very friendly, um, open. I don't tend to play there much because when I go, I just spend time in the countryside at my parents' house because they have animals, horses, you know, cats. So I get distracted (laughs) with that. So I tend not to book many gigs there. But yeah, everywhere you go, I guess there are some positives and negatives in the reception that you can potentially get. But I try to make the most of it. Um, Yeah, but my favourite audience is here in the UK, I think.
0: Mm. And it's the interaction, you think, is the thing that does that for you?
2: Yeah, I like that they seem to get what I do. Um, I mean, obviously, sometimes they don't. I'm not saying they all get what I do. But many times they do and that's just beautiful and I've created many connections with the people that come to see me play and they come again and they maybe purchase my artwork or my music um, over and over again when I release something so that's nice to come back um, yeah and they seem to get my songs and when they're funny they laugh when they're sad they stay serious Um <laughs> Well, sometimes the songs I write with a kind of more s- sad intention makes them smile so that's <laughs> also interesting um yeah i like I like the interaction that I get here
0: yeah great something you just said then about one song at a time and one one show at a time that's really interesting to me because so many people in creative stuff uh, uh you know are always aiming for this mythical whatever it is like Minnie was talking about this on the when I spoke to on the podcast it's like that one gig that's going to do the thing and we don't really know what the thing is but we're always looking for that yeah, yeah. is is that in in your nature as well or is it you know or not so much
2: um, no at the moment maybe maybe when i was younger i had that feeling now i'm more uh, chilled And I just do my gig and that's it. uh, Without aiming for something that should come to me. Um, I think that's the thing. Like, you know, it's when you go, maybe when you do a sport and you go to play a game, you play the game, that's it. You can lose or win, but that's it. So I can play my gig, can go well. It can go wrong, doesn't matter. Then I move to the next one. Um, Obviously, I'm happier if I do it well. Uh, but now I think I tend not to hang to that thought. Oh, I could have played that better, I could have done that, or why did that guy in the audience say that? Or not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not after those thoughts anymore.
0: Good. And is that an experience thing then? Or is it yeah? You know...
2: Oh maybe. I, I I don't know. Um or maybe I just learned to be more to let things go be more relaxed because I remember when I have started I was much more um, you know nervous about things and I would think about a gig for a week after Um, Mm -hmm. you know this kind of thing so now I don't I just don't Um, maybe just after I played it for a bit but then I just move on and I feel much better about what I do it just flows Mm -hmm. lighter
0: and then is this where the having the, the museum job and stuff outside of the creativity comes in as well? Because, you know, it's not everything in your life, I suppose, is is the gig. Well,
2: no, no, music and my art is everything in my life, definitely. Um, is everything that matters to me. Mm. Um, of course, also my loved ones, animals and everything I love. But, yeah, that's the main thing I do. Um, having a job is just a way to support my creative career Um, and that that music and art is the only stable point in my life and then um, jobs change I you know changed a lot of jobs over the years I've done so many different jobs Um, I I have to say uh, working in a museum works better for me Mm -hmm. It, it just goes alongside music and my creative career in a better way. It's easier, um, but that could change too. So that doesn't matter. I mean, a job is really a job and there are positive and negatives, but yeah, music and illustrations are everything to me.
0: And is that everything in terms of being able to do them and to create them, or is that also included in having other people see them as well?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's just who I am. I don't. I couldn't. I can't imagine um, a BT without music and illustrations. Like I couldn't do anything else. Or I, I can do other things. I can go horse riding, but then I come back and then I do a drawing, or I can go for a walk, but then I come back and practice a song. I go to my museum job in the evening. I play music. You know, it just comes back to that eventually.
0: Mm. What's a perfect writing day then? So if it's that day that you're you'll sat down to write songs and stuff, what would be the perfect setup for that?
2: Um, I guess um, my neighbours not being too noisy <laughs> with uh, stuff downstairs. Um, um They also, well, no one knows where I live, so I can say they also smoke a lot of weed, so sometimes the smell comes up. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't help with my songwriting. (laughs) Um or things like that. Uh, Just when, you know, when things are right, when it's a nice day and or maybe a rainy day, but when the conditions are right and I feel like, but mainly to be able to create in a way that i'm happy with i need to be happy inside mm. so i need to be physically healthy mentally healthy feel light happy um that's why i i do yoga go for walks maybe just to feel good myself and then i can create um In a way, that makes me happy and I'm relaxed. If I wake up and I have stomach pain or maybe, I don't know, a muscle is tense on my back or those kind of things, I just can't. Um, So it's important to be physically, you know, feel good and then mentally and then I can perhaps write a song.
0: So do you ever write when you're in a shitty mood then or is that not so conducive for you?
2: No, no, not really, no. I don't. If I am in a bad mood, um, yeah, I I don't tend. Or if I do something, then I don't like it the following day. Mm. Or, yeah, I just, I would rather not do my art when I'm feeling not
0: positive. Mm. Cool. Interesting.
2: That doesn't mean that, you know, I cannot convey maybe a, feeling of sorrow or sadness on a day where i feel good you know i can't do that i don't need to be angry or sad or you know tearful to write something that is like that i can write it on a day when i'm happy Mm
0: -hmm. and what then is um what's your definition of success whether it's in terms of like a thing you've written or or drawn or created or for a show or whatever what is where you can come back and say that's what i you know what i intended
2: I think when I when I do something and I feel, oh, that that sounds really good. I'm really happy with it. And I'm going to play over and over again for weeks. <laughs> and, yeah, that's success for me. Like, I've done something that I'm proud of and I want the world to hear it. So that, that that's success for me. I'm, I'm successful. I've done something that I like. That's good.
0: Mm. Great. And are you... Are there sides to the creative career that are, that you don't like so much? So, you know, sometimes I speak to people and the whole comparison with what other people are doing and, and the sort of success that other people seem to be having, does that enter into your, your mind or, or not so much?
2: Um, um, no, because I think everyone has their own uh, metre um, of success. They classify success in a different way. So I have a good friend of mine wants to be a manager and that's, she wants to be a manager. That's it. So I was explaining to her, that's fine. You want to be a manager? I want to finish my EP. You know, we have, we have different things, goals. We, we, Mm. we want different things. We want to do. Um, And everyone has their own vision of success for some people is maybe doing, I don't know, a big tour for me. I don't want to do a big tour because I just think then I, you know, I, I just, I like my, my routine. Um, I, I, you know, it's just, <laughs> everyone has their own idea or maybe big money. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy doing small gigs in small venues. Um, I'm happy doing the things that I love in the way I want to do them. So I like seeing other people doing things and that makes me happy and that makes me like I want to do more of Mm -hmm. my own things. And I I like sharing this journey with other people. I like playing gigs with other people, hearing about their experience. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but ultimately I think everyone has different goals uh, in their career. So it's... It's a bit pointless to compare, I think. Does it make
0: sense? Oh, it makes sense, yeah. And I think you're, you're right. It's just, for me anyway, it's quite easy to lose sight of that sometimes. It's sort of, it, you know, it, it it depends, doesn't it? Comparison is the thief of joy, as they say, but there is that element of...
2: Everything sounds different, so you, you cannot compare careers. So everyone mm. had a different life and, mm. you know, everyone has their own path in music and in careers and so it's in, i think it's not healthy to compare mm. but it's nice to see what other people do otherwise you're just closed in your own world mm.
0: you had mentioned earlier that it can be lonely sometimes doing the solo singer songwriter thing so is if you ever um is there any ambition to share the stage with people to write with people or not <laughs>
2: I don't know. I mean, if I do write with people, uh, you know, there has to be a bond uh, with that person. For me to be in a room with someone else yes. doing music is a very intimate um, thing. Um, so uh, I think I, at the moment, I like to do things on my own because that's what I can do. And I think I have my own musical language, and it's a bit difficult to translate that sometimes um so I, I much rather do things on my own. So I only have to deal with myself. Mm. And more or less I know how to deal with myself now. So that's fine. Um, but I sometimes I get asked, oh do you want to play together? Not gigs, I mean writing or s- recording. Um and more you know I have to say no because I don't feel like basically. I like sharing the stage with other people, like playing gigs alongside other people, because that's a wonderful opportunity to hear other people play and also support each other and get to know uh, more people and exchange audience and that kind of... I like that a lot. I love playing alongside other musicians. Um, But recording... I, I don't feel the need basically because my music is quite minimal, and I write my songs and then I record them guitar and voice or adding just a few little things. So I don't I don't feel the need. But in in my past, I recorded with other people in metal bands, and most of the bands were like five people or or more. Or... So yeah, at the moment, no. Maybe, who knows?
0: <laughs> and have you got <laughs> ambitions to do? Different creative things, um, you know, the types of writing as well as the music and illustration. Is that something that you might explore?
2: Um, at the moment, I just like doing music and illustrations because um, that's what I like doing. And, you know, I spend a lot of time learning how to do it in the way that I like and practising. And I didn't mention that, but I also went to art school mm-hmm. in Delhi. Um, So, yeah, I... You know, I trained for this and I I like doing it so much. Um, uh, But I I bought some uh, miniature furniture that I want to paint. So that's something (laughs) different that I I would do. They're up there. That's where I'm looking up. (laughs) Uh, just some chest of drawers, and I'm planning um, on painting them. So that's something that I've never done that I, I want to do. And then I've done some lino-cut printing recently for some tote bags. So that was the first for me. Um, during lockdown, I've done some paper mache um, miniature sculptures. So that was something also different. different. Um, in terms of writing, like writing a book mm. or something, my writing um, is songwriting, mm-hmm. kind of. So, no, I think I f- I find it hard to write the lyrics for a full song. Sometimes I cannot imagine writing a full book mm. right now. Or even when I had to do my thesis for my degree um, in Melbourne, it was difficult to write so many words. So, <laughs> so I think no.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll ask you that classic songwriter question then. What you know? What comes first, music or lyrics, or does it depend on the song? Is there a process that kind of is the same all the time, or does it vary depending on the project?
2: Um, um, it usually starts with an idea for me. Like I don't know,
0: I'm going
2: just randomly. Like I don't know, there is an owl on a tree, and I like that, and I I want to write a song about that owl. <laughs> And then I just create the visual story in my head. Um, So I have this general idea, I'm going to write a song about an owl. And then I think, oh, how can the song be? It has to sound like this owl. So then I (laughs) try to work it out with my guitar and then the melody comes. Um, But that sometimes is different. Sometimes I just you know, spend a lot of time just playing guitar randomly mm-hmm. and then a melody comes and then I think, oh, this could be that song about that, I don't know, house on the hill, <laughs> and you know, it sounds like that. Oh, yeah. So it's just I don't have a, a specific way I do things. So it just, every time it's different.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. What about you? What about me? Um, yeah, it does vary from time to time, I think. But what I've tried to do over the last... With this project, anyway, is to literally be like I'm going to sit for a couple of hours, and with the guitar, and whether a lyric comes or a noodly guitar riff comes or whatever. And it, the the interesting thing about that has been if I've kind of forced myself to do that, almost like a desk job, like between the hours oh. of twelve and two, I do this. Most of the time, something comes up. It won't necessarily be that I use everything, but it might lead to something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because when I started being, you know, writing songs and stuff, you sort of wait for the moment where this inspiration comes at title or bit of tune or whatever, and then the work was turning that idea into a two or three minute song. But it's like speaking to people who do writing as their their day Job. job. It's like you can't really afford to wait (laughs) for that stuff sometimes so it's kind of like tricking your head into just being in that and it is basically just being open to it whether you think of it as the muse or or whatever it is but with you know humans are so distracted anyway because you're dealing with the the washing up and the cat and getting the car moted plus now it's you know your phone and all the, the tv and all the rest of the stuff so it's almost i think it's just sort of allowing that quiet bit (laughs) wait <laughs> those sort of ideas pop up, which is why I like to ask people what's the perfect setup because sometimes people say, "Oh, just having a walk, does that or
2: No, for me it's feeling kind of relaxed and mm. as I said kind of physically menti- mentally good
0: with mm. myself
2: mm. and then i i I can do my things in in a good way mm. I feel good about doing it.
0: Yoga is an interesting one. When when you're doing the yoga, are you just focused on that, or is there a part of your head which is like there's little ideas flowing in and stuff? What you know? How does yeah,
2: that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. I think about yeah. It's it's nice to have a moment when you try to have your head clear. Mm-hmm. I'm quite um, hyper person, so I'm always like thinking, always getting idea. I get distracted easily when you know when people talk to me I listen then I started thinking about something else and then I just try to be focused you know um so it's good yoga helps and also helps with my posture because sometimes I get um back pain playing guitar I don't really sit in the way I'm supposed to sit when I draw up my desk I'm all crunched and I put my leg up and (laughs) Yeah, so yoga helps. Um, since I've started doing yoga, I don't have back pain anymore. Oh, cool. So I, re- I recommend it. I think it's a good um, physical kind of exercise for musicians. Mm. I, think helps. Um, but I, I think it varies from person to person. But for me, it's good. Mm.
0: I find exercise an interesting one, particularly if it's something quite tough, because I spend so much time thinking about this stuff. And so much of my work is tied up with it, that actually having an hour where you're just thinking about how much it hurts <laughs> or, or like how out of breath you are, like you can't think about it. I used to find swimming was really, I haven't done swimming for a while, but that was really Swimming
2: good is that. another good one. Yeah, you're right.
0: Because it's just, you don't think, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you want to clear your head, but sometimes I don't want to think about songwriting or whatever it is, unless it pops up naturally, you know.
2: Yeah, 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 I agree with you.
0: So it's good to have something so distracting so that takes so much different.
2: of your mind up. Yeah, he, so different. Yeah.
0: It does that. Great.
2: Well you can try yoga. And there are also different ways of doing it. You know, there is that more physical kind mm-hmm. of vinyasa style that you get more tired and mm-hmm. you go sore the following day. But there is also more yin, more kind of still, and you mm-hmm. just kind of taste and that's nice too. Mm-hmm.
0: So, good. Are you so just talking about guitar then actually. Um were you self-taught guitar or have you had um,
2: um I'm I'm mainly really self taught I went to a guitar teacher in Italy for a while. Um um so it was when I decided I didn't want to play metal bands anymore. Um I went to this guitar teacher and he was really good and calm. And they learned, um, taught me a few chords and how to put my fingers and stuff. And then the finger picking aspect of guitar playing, I learned on my own. I just, it it kind of flows with me. Like just the stringed instruments um, work for me. So I can move my fingers and that's Mm. it. Um, So I am, I am mainly self-taught because each time I tried to go to conservatoriums or music schools then i wanted to leave so <laughs> i had to do things on my own
0: yes and your style is quite an interesting one, isn't it it's sort of as there's quite a classical style to it i think do like, you play classical guitar i think as well yeah yeah i a play
2: classical guitar and and sing um i went to some singing um choirs so that's how i trained my voice um in italy and in australia mm-hmm. i used to sing at the University of Sydney's choir. So we were singing all kind of classical music, German, a lot of German music. Interesting. Yeah, so I've I've been doing that a lot, but mainly was uh, practising on my own.
0: Mm -hmm. Great. Um, And what's coming up then? Have you got shows booked in to go along with the new EP as well?
2: I've got um, two gigs coming up with a trio from Bristol, uh, three rivers music or three rivers and the three women and the singing harmony very beautiful and I'm, I met them at a festival in Somerset
1: mm-hmm.
2: angled Gold Roots Festival and we were playing there and then we thought oh let's play together and so um, I'm playing next week in Bristol at the Folk uh, Café uh, folk house cafe is called and then on 13th of november they're coming to london and we're playing at the green note awesome i have a few more gigs coming up just one in december a cafe nine in sheffield mm. and then one in january in oxford supporting charm of finches who are australian and that's it then i i think i want to take a little break from gigging too much because last year I played quite I mean this year yeah the last month I played quite a lot so I want to do a bit of recording
0: yeah and is that the way you approach it do you kind of think that's a period of gigging that's a period of writing that's a period of
2: yeah yeah, usually yeah but I tend to just be open to what comes to me and uh, if someone sends me an email do you want to play here and uh, if it's nice I say yes you know I just I just go with the flow um, I tend not to stick to too many rules
0: great okay and if people want to catch up with your music and your illustration and see you, you know your upcoming shows and stuff yeah. what's the best way of doing that?
2: So I have a website uh, which is um, btbooker.com um, there are some illustrations there and there is my new EP my new music links to all the kind of uh, platforms that people like and the best way to get my music is Bandcamp um, and then I have um, a new moon calendar and a kitchen calendar for next year, um, which are ready. Um, I haven't promoted them uh, much yet because I think it's a bit early, huh. but they are ready um, to be sent um, and they look pretty. And I usually sell my art prints on Etsy because it seems to be a good platform for it, but also on Bangcamp a little bit. Um yeah, so the best way is to visit my website.
0: And that links it all together. Great. Okay, Bitty, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me. That's been really fascinating here. You your, your process and everything. And all the rest of the shows, and I'll speak to you soon.
2: Thank you.